Tokyo Radio Live number 79 tonight. Hello and welcome, everyone. Welcome. Hi. Hello. You gotta, you gotta get a little closer to the mic there, buddy. You as well. Oh, yeah. Well, I know that. I know I gotta get like pretty much right up on it. I'm right now plugging in my phone so I can get the chat up. We are here live at the Heinz Convention Center in Boston, Massachusetts at Anime Boston 2019. I am joined here in person by DMJ and Zara. That's Zara. Like, you guys have no idea this is surreal. Actually doing a show live on the con floor. For as often as, I mean, we call these Gensokyo Radio live shows, but the three of us have never actually done a show live in person together. And, we, we, uh, there, there's the one you got you two did in Japan, but this is the first time where we have the three main hosts. That's true. Actually, on the floor together doing a show. I and think this is pretty neat. Might I add, there's also something like 200 attendees in the room that we're in right now, so I'm sure people are looking at us going, uh, "What? Hey. Yeah, what are you guys doing?" Yeah. Uh, hold, hold your, hold the phone, general, general chat. I'm trying to get it up. I was trying to plug in my phone, and then I realized my phone's at 30%. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not going to last the show. Yeah. Make sure you plug in. Uh, man, so really interesting opportunities here. We've got the folks from Hegan Daybreak somewhere around here. Uh, we've got some of our supporters. I know General Coolman is sort of in the area. He was staring us down as we were just sort of starting the um, show. If you look off to your left, sitting down. Left? behind us. Oh, he's you know, <laughs> he's behind yeah. the desk. Hello. He's here. He's here. He, he's holding the uh, the Guitar Hero guitar. Oh, yes. He is holding my Guitar Hero guitar I brought for this. Now, hold on. See, this is the thing I'm talking about. Remember how, you know how Linus gets logged out of Google, the Google account every time he does a live show? Yeah. Here I am trying to get into Discord. You're locked out of Discord. Again. This happens every time. <laughs> General Kuman is way in the distance, but he's there. He's not if actually, you want a real guitar, I have a bass up at the room. He's not actually on a microphone. Yeah, so this is this is definitely something else. Uh, we are looking at. Some, oh, uh, one other thing. Some folks may have caught it in Twitter, but we also have uh, the guy who keeps getting photos with Zoo Nelson somewhere around here. He is in person, and I informed him about the show, and he may show up. I think he seemed a little reluctant to join us, but it would be nice to at least hear him say hi. 
I, I made sure that it wasn't like intimidating, like it wasn't an interview or anything. Like the yeah, it's just it literally this is just not, us partying. Not yeah. like last time, at least. Right, exactly. Oh yes, finally! All right, I am in. It's time <laughs> to look. So look we'll see how that goes. And DMJ is excited. Ah uh, right, man. Chat. Wow. You've got to be closer to the mic. Yeah, no, I'm I'm trying to also navigate navigate everything. Release the memes. Yeah. Yeah, release your memes, Spicy's memes. They'll be monitoring chat. I'm here on a uh, rather sensitive connection. We're going to make sure that this stream goes as smoothly as possible uh, because, of course, we are in a very high-traffic environment. There's a lot of people on their devices, and that's what we're using to stream this show. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. Um, actually, recently I just heard that the uh, vendor's hall internet went down, so all square doesn't work anymore. Oh. So it's cash only. Man, nice. So we're probably in the same boat if we drop connection. I really hope that doesn't happen to us. Uh, but if it does, then we will re-upload the show afterwards and rebroadcast it. Kind of like we did last summer with our shaky internet connection then, too. So... Yeah, you know what's strange? Normally, I'm actually monitoring the connection at home to make sure that we're up. Yeah. And right now, I'm just like, oh, yeah, we're up. We're listening. And then I realize, wait, no, I'm in the power squid. Or I'm in the, in the headphone squid. The power squid. Yeah, I'm in the headphone squid. So, like, we, I can't really, like, tell if we're still we, connected to the site. We have something of a headphone. Yeah, we, we have a, a squid. You can We can plug up to five different headphones, I think, in here. And, and yeah. that's how we're sort of doing this, so. Um... Why don't you hand that over to General Coolman? Let's have him say hi. Yeah, say hi, General Coolman. Hello, everyone. It is General Coolman here, also known as General Sane. We are live here in Anime Boston on the third floor of the Haynes Convention Center. And it is a very electrifying atmosphere here <laughs> in the Toho Fan Universe. All right. Hello to you, too. <laughs> um, if you're going to release memes, after the show, send them to Awu Chat. Right now, drop them in general. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I suppose. It's the one time we want the memes. Uh, so besides being here in person, we do have some cool things to cover. There was a recent announcement from Zune. The uh, Toho 17 yes. release has been announced. It's official. So the next, uh, I think he's planning on a demo at the next event, and then, you know, kind of how it usually goes, that'll end up showing up at a comic market at some point in okay. the not-too-distant future. So let me, t this is going to be a talk for maybe after the break, yeah. so we can we can talk about this. Yep. Will there be a simultaneous release on Steam, or will it be a slow rollout? Uh, Zara, do you recall what happens with, uh, with the latest, like, Oh, not ten desires, but um, what was the last one? The, I can only think of like the ten symbol. Sixteen? Yeah. That was that was uh, we got that one at Comic Cat. Right, but did it simultaneously release on Steam? No, it released after. Okay. Like was the, it like the two weeks the after? Kind of like the what the no, shops no, no, were it was do, months or? after. It was like the first game that released on Steam. It was the first Tuhu game that released. On yeah, Steam. this will be this will be the first one that will actually be coming out at the same time as like okay. when Steve while he's got the Steam deal. But isn't that the yeah. question though? Is if it will or not? Yeah, if it will or not. But this is the first one that's after the first game that he released. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Well, we'll see. And yeah, I guess we could talk a little bit more about that after uh, our our first break here. So let's hop into some new music, uh, kindly provided by Zara over here. We have Yay. something from, uh, looks like, I'm going to say Tom Owensen. It's from the album Roots. 
This is Ramble, and after that we've got something from Nachi, so stay tuned here. You can soak your radio live 79. Shit, 
れたレプリカではもはや収まらない無限の箱にはない全部なぞヘブン見下ろすものの案は全てに届くでしょう現世の不満さえ即座に保管されるへこみ中央だから進化を続ける果てない理想家が現実に重なり合うまで This is Gensoki Radio Live number 79 tonight, joined by DMJ and Zara. And we have our first guest of the evening coming by. We have someone from Hegan Daybreak. DMJ, you're going to have the mic for this one. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be passing the mic. You can take it off the stand, too. It's all, it's all wrapped up in the, in the stand. Yeah, yeah. So, first of all, introduce yourself so that we you? know. Yeah. You can barely hear it. Oh, hi, uh, I'm JD. Uh, I'm the lead member of a circle called Hegon Daybreak. Yep, and uh, we've, uh, we've had you here before. What? I'm having to shout across the table. Yeah, I was you on can't before. Yep. You, you, some of you may know me, I guess. You were in a Marisa yesterday. I was what? You were in a Marisa yesterday. Murder scene? Were you yeah. not? Was that <laughs> not you? <laughs> oh, this is going to be a I, theme, isn't I, it? I can barely hear anything, to be honest. Yeah, we're trying to. We're trying to get the audio thing set up because he can barely so, hear us. It's really deceiving to listeners out there because you guys can hear us really well. The background noise is really, really diminished. You can still kind of hear it. I've got a giant 20 watt app blasting right y- now. Yeah. Um, so, so, so JD sitting on the end of the table literally can't hear us through the noise. Um, there we go. Uh, you're, you're getting set up. DMJ's got you got you hooked up. Technical difficulty. Boy, this what are you? Okay. This is how this is gonna work. <laughs> This is, again. this is, gosh, we this, should get a photo of this. This is a little awkward. Welcome to, this is, we're doing it live. Uh-huh. The, the, the anime. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Yeah, we're all getting close. Lunar's sitting over there. He's not in the snuggle block. No. I've got my own mic, but um, I choose to be here anyway. All right. It'd be so, like that sometimes. So you're, you're part of Move it closer to DMJ. Were you not in the Marisa yesterday? In the what? Were you not in the Marisa yesterday, or were you, that someone else? That was someone else. That, that, that was someone else. Oh, okay. I, I was just wearing a Welcome Hell shirt yesterday. Uh, the, uh, so, your buddy, you can move it, Move it closer to him, please. Yeah. Yeah? yeah? No. DMJ, I can't hear you. Oh. So, yesterday, uh, we met up with you, and uh, let's just ask, how was your, how was your day one of con? Uh, it was really fun. I, uh... I did a Toho-related uh, panel, and uh, surprisingly, th- uh, despite being at nine in the morning, we filled the entire room. And I was just like, "How? How, how did we do that?" I uh, outside of that, I mostly hang around around here with you guys, and it was kind of fun. Today has been much the same, but without the panel. See, our interviews always have a catch. This one has me hanging off of him the entire time. See how much? Uh, see how long he can stand up. <laughs> hey, I, I am very resilient. I can already see you shaking. Uh huh. A little bit. Oh god, that is an awful picture of me from the side. <laughs> yeah, we we got we got memes in chat. So. Yeah. All right. Let's let's move out of this uh, setup. This looks yeah, really let's, super let's, awkward. Let's try to find a more appropriate setup. We had a couple people looking over the tables earlier. <laughs> 
anyway, uh, yeah, cool. They're, nope, they're, they're going back with it. Okay, this yep. is how we're going to have to do it, but this is a lot better than what it was before. Okay. All right, so you're part of Hegan Daybreak. Yes. Try to tell me what is going to be your plans for at least... I don't know the end of the, to the end of the year. You guys got anything planned? Oh uh, yeah, actually we have a few things planned. Uh, first off is coming on May fifth for uh, Ray Tysai. We're releasing our second album, Wild and Wonderful World, and then uh, for Comicette, which I hope to have a booth at, we will be selling a collab al- album called Hifu Guitari, featuring arrangements from all the music CDs and everyone involved. We'll write a story about uh, Maribel and Renko. Sometimes it'll be in the lyrics, sometimes it's going to be a story that's just kind of with the song. Uh, And that's it for this year, but I've planned ahead until the end of next year where we're going to work on another album. I have no clue what's up with that yet, I just know we're going to do it. Now, based on the reception of your first album, are you guys going to be changing up anything uh, coming in these next, like you said, the collab album and then the second album, are you going to go with like any generalized theme or you're going to go with like change up a little bit stylistically? Uh, so theme wise, uh, I think we're more consistent with like songs we're picking from what for our second album because we just kind of just chose random songs for our first one and the theme for Wild and Wonderful World was songs from Phantasmagoria of Flower View and Mountain of Faith. Uh, outside, and we're kind of doing some stylistic changes, at least I am, where I'm going a little more shoegaze this route. I think uh, I think maybe Ren's stuff's a little more consistent with what he's done in the past. Uh, and for the collab albums, since we're having so many people on it, I kind of just figured it'd be a good opportunity for at least me to be more experimental and try things that I usually wouldn't outside of our regular releases. Now, because you guys are going to do the collab album, what do you guys have anybody in particular you want to shout out for that collab album? Or are you guys kind of keeping that hush-hush? Uh, actually, in our server, there's a whole channel dedicated to it, so if anyone wants to be a part of it, they can just message me and I'll send them a link and then they can work out what they want to do for it we've it's kind of just an open thing we have a bunch of people on it already and i always say the more the merrier well like i think that's pretty cool i like how would i put this i've seen like really cool concept collab albums in, in the past with especially a lot of like metal artists are you uh are you gonna highlight like a central like theme or string through each one of the songs to kind of give people a guideline or are you just gonna let everybody wing it I kind of want to let everybody wing it because I feel that trying to have like a central guideline and everyone trying to meet that's a little, it, it might be a pain to to kind of organize. The actual, the original plan of the album was for it to be a concept album, but having everyone, trying to get everyone to write a cohesive story kind of was like, mm, I don't want to deal with that. So I think trying to have like a cohesive, like, like sort of theme or string or things that will make the, the song similar is kind of too much of a, I guess, pain for me to want to deal with uh, with this since I've never done something like this before. Now, you're planning the collab album for the end of the year, correct? Uh, no, it's going to be released during uh, Summer Comic Cat since I'm going to be there and I might have a booth. Okay, so 
with the recent announcement of 17, are you going to, I guess, pull a Komeji Records and try to like day one release something off the new off the new demo? Oh, I would love to, but I but I don't think we'd be able to. Uh, but I th- I think I want to try to arrange something for it for our album after that. It takes a real talented person or group of people to do something that quickly. That's kind of what they're known for. Yeah, they, they do quick turnaround when it comes to those demos. And I thought that would be really interesting to just see more people put out music. Now, you are you guys have been you're kind of like newcomers to the Toho music scene. How do you feel coming in this fresh and then possibly getting a booth um, at the big site? Do you think that's going to kind of boost your reputation up in Japan, or are you going to try to still kind of focus more towards your core audience? Uh, I think that will boost our reputation up in Japan, but I, I would kind of like to... I. So we, we got the audience we have now, and then whoever will, we, who will have if our audience grows, and I kind of want to ha- have both that and have at least some reputation on the Japanese side of things. I kind of want to bridge the gap there. Uh, sorry, can you repeat what you said? Because uh, I, I remember that. Well, I was talking about like if you guys are going to have a booth at, um, at the uh, big site, being such a newcomer, do you feel a little bit intimidated going in? Uh, v- very much so. I like I, I didn't even... Ex- this was a... I had a list of things I wanted to do uh, with, uh, like, within our first year, or in a little before that, I mean, a little after that, and that that was on the list, and I'm like, yeah, we're, we're not doing that anytime soon, and yet, he, here I am with plans for that, and it's, it's like, it, it, it is a little intimidating. Alright, I can, I can actually speak to that firsthand, because when I helped out Komeji Records at C92, the, the day that we got there, like we brought six boxes full of CDs, we hand-carried them all, uh, and we got to our table and we set up, uh, and we were just kind of like st- starstruck a little bit, because here there are just tons of other people who have are setting up around us, who've done this before, they've got displays and all this stuff that obviously we don't have, because it's our first time, and plus we came from overseas, so we just don't have the stuff. But like, even even stuff like, you know, our what's if someone asks you a question, even if it's in English, like for us, that was like still difficult to answer. Like to the point where I remember there was um, like a, a Japanese lady who who came by and she was like, okay, one, one moment, and then she got someone who could speak English, and she asked us the question, and we still couldn't respond, and so she was like, do they speak English? It's, it's just <laughs> stupid. But anyway. So hopefully you fare better than I do if you get selected. That would be really cool. Well, what's really interesting right now is during this entire conversation, people keep posting meta pictures of this setup. It's, um, okay, like you you and JD, that's not ideal, but like that's just how you're rolling with it. Yeah, this is how it's going to have to work because I have earbuds. I don't and have then, like an extra headphone. And meanwhile, I mean, General Kuman is dancing with the guitar behind you. I don't know if you... you probably, I know, you I know. You can't see that because if you turn your head, you're... you're, you're, you're uh, I can see him kind of like in my peripheral vision, (laughs) and it's kind of distracting. I I, I see you trying to like look over, and then the tension. I'm not like I can. The tension on the the cable. I can kind of peer over. (laughs) Work in tandem for for us to even move. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like you know when you tie. It's like a three-legged race, Uh but like 
one earbud, <laughs> like one earbud in each ear. Yeah. It's like you got you got to do it while also while also trying to conduct an interview. Yeah. Also, uh, so I just want to say something about like the us going well, at least me possibly having a booth at Comic Ed and the goals that I had set up. Like my my the three goals I had set up for like the start, and I still need to come up with more. Was have Capuchero upload one of our songs, be on with you guys at uh, Gensokyo Radio here, which I have before, of course, and have a booth at Comic Ed, and I in one within like. 24 hours I got news like on one day I forget what day it was I think it was some day in August within 24 hours I got news that two thirds of my goals were already I, I, I did it and I'm like how how and so it's kind of scary or at least intimidating that like I'm within like two albums I've done all three of my goals uh, can, can I ask you just real quick why being uploaded by a YouTuber is an accomplishment that you sort of gauge yourself by? Because uh, I think when I came up with these goals, I just was... You were just aiming for popularity more than anything else, yeah, I think. Yeah, right. I, I was kind of trying to, you know... Sure. Yeah, get get the word of us out and spread... Uh, get, get our name out as far as I could. Yeah. I feel like that's like how... M- most new bands, not just Toho groups, but like most bands, like they try to shoot for like the initial splash and try to see where they stick and get their core audience set. But what's really neat about this is I feel like, and I don't know if this is how you feel, JD, but like I feel like a lot of the core audience here in the West at least are kind of like either you're get you're either on Bandcamp or on YouTube we re- a lot of the people don't really go out of their way to listen to the music like they can't go to those other websites and i feel like that's how the best way to get exposure at least here in the west uh, works uh, at least around is that how you feel yeah that, that's that's basically how i feel about it Zara looks like he wants to chime in what do you got i find that the majority of people in the west um, who listen to music do so from like two or three sources Usually, like, um, like a, like Spotify, that kind of thing. If you can break into that market, then you'll blow up. Yeah, I, I believe so. I actually, we've, uh, we've talked about it before in uh, another server I have for the, the members of the circle, uh, and I, I think every time we've mentioned it, someone just shoots down the idea of us being on Spotify, and I forget the various reasons why, but. If we could, I'd love to. Well, I don't think it's actually that far out of the out of the realm because recently, recently, um, Rashad Eb actually put started to put his uh, albums on there, and he's actually got his Toho albums. There's a couple Toho albums actually you can get on Spotify right now. Not lot, not a lot of them, and not a lot of major people. Mostly YouTubers who keep remixes or kind of like do their own thing. Kind of like, oh, I'm gonna take my video that I put up last week and just throw it up on Spotify. Uh, so where's the question in this? I'm sorry. Well, I think it's not that lofty to actually put your music on Spotify. I mean, I don't believe that there is a gate of entry in there. I think that is an artificial gate of entry set by actual, like, you know, publishers. But I really want to kind of, how do I put this? Say you're not just limited to releasing the uh, at Red Asai. 
Oh, okay. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm, I'm going to have to cut you off there because I've been gesturing to you. I don't know if you've been catching yeah. this, but we're coming up on our next song here. It's cool that I can, like, hand gesture to people. I haven't been able to do this before. Also, I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure you're like, what, are that, what does that mean? I, I, I see no... Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll get to you. Does it matter if you hand gesture if they don't catch it? Yeah. Oh, I mean. Okay. So, like... So, anyway, we got... We got uh, let's see. We got Punishment from uh, Tracy coming up, and then after that is something from Zion. So... We'll be right back here and get Sokyo Radio Live number 79.
Tokyo Radio Live number 79 tonight. We have, again, I am Lunar. This is uh, DMJ, Zara, and uh, JD has joined us as well. I may have been playing fake guitar throughout that entire mysterious Yeah, you mix. almost whacked me in the face with the... Uh, <laughs> the neck there. Yeah, yeah. What's really nice now is we had this break to kind of fix our audio setup so we wouldn't be sharing headphones. So now we have another pair of headphones generously donated by... Uh, Remy over there. Yeah, uh, some, someone who now has different headphones. Yep. And who's also been taking, like, third-person photos of us every now and then if you're in Discord, which, by the way, I haven't mentioned it yet. Uh, we're on Discord at discord.gg slash gr. If you're here at Anime Boston, uh, which I'm, you know, only a few of you are, but hey... Uh, we are also representing for the Discord Hype Squad. You can get some cool uh, stickers and pins and stuff. Just come by and uh, talk to us and well, them grab ones. So where where are we at, Lunar, if they want to come up here, if they're at Con? If you're at Con, we are on the third floor in Ballroom B. It is the arcade. It is a large room. And we are the first thing to your right when you walk in. Also, if anyone's at the con right now, physically, uh, I am taking open. I'm taking open invitations slash challenges for anyone who wants to race. Uh, initial yeah. D. Initial yeah, D. Yeah, initial D. Yeah. All right. So before break, we were talking about how do you feel intimidated going in, and what I think, and you brought up Spotify, and I was saying to, I was saying like, now it's not that hard to get into Spotify at least nowadays. Um, maybe back during this beginning of Spotify it was pretty hard but it seems like they warmed up to a lot of independent artists you see a lot of YouTubers putting stuff on there especially people like Rashadi B who's been who has a Toho album up on there um, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for you to actually throw your one of your albums up I actually really encourage you to do it um, especially not if not you always got Google Play I mean what are your thoughts on the Google Play Store actually getting Toho music Oh, what are my thoughts on that? I actually, I think I vaguely heard about that, but then completely forgot about it. But I think that's cool. You missed out on some pretty good memes there. Type in Zun on the Google Play Store, anybody? And um, just look at the official titles of the songs. They're not correct, and they're beautiful. Is it just like poor translations or... It's direct translations of the Roman of the uh, of the actual Japanese text in Romanji with no spaces and all caps. That sounds horrible. Sounds it's beautiful. Great. Well, I was gonna say it sounds horrible, but in the way that I love, and so that makes it beautiful. Yeah. Cool. Cool man. Cool. Cool man is <laughs> taking photos of himself. Apparently. Do you want to come talk to us a little bit more? So, so he's okay. Well, now, right. now so, we're going to my side of the table. Yeah. So now we we're, we got two guests now. Uh, cool man. How how is it going? Oh, uh, it's going quite majestically out here. I feel myself immersed in this wonderful atmosphere. Good, good. <laughs> it is it is actually quite a sight. We have something like what is it? Five projectors behind us or something? Yeah, it's, we got five projectors. Um, if you guys actually walk into the arcade, it's actually a pretty big sight to behold. We got, like, what, 18 rigs? We have 18 rigs plus um, us, which, I mean, so the 18 computers in front of us are sort of mostly in a line, sort of in an L shape, are all playing. We have the Knights formation. The Knights formation. Uh, they have a bunch of the official Toho games. Uh, some of them also have fan games on them, and it is just... 
a great opportunity to come by and play the games, especially if you haven't tried them or if you don't have some of them. Uh, basically, you'll probably find it when you're here. So, so actually, I want to ask this question. What, JD, what is your favorite game out of the Toho series? Uh, that's, a, that's a tough one. I think uh, uh, I'm going to give like two answers to this question. The first is I love Mountain of Faith because I like all the characters and the music in it. But my first real Toho game was Perfect Cherry Blossom, so it's, it's kind of special to me. So th I'd say that's really my favorite. Ooh, see, <laughs> PCB PCB was good. Disagreement. But, but Mountain of Faith was that ten? Yeah. Okay. But I didn't think the soundtrack was that solid. But I had to agree with you on the rest because. But, um. Out of the Toho series, what is your favorite character? Uh, that would that would be uh, Aki. I just I mentioned the panel uh, I did earlier, and in one year I actually did a bunch of research on her, and I came to love her character very much. I'm like, oh, she she just goes around lecturing people because she wants them to better themselves, so she doesn't have to send them to hell. I'm like, I like that. Don't I get that. <laughs> so you said you did a panel earlier, and I don't think. Uh, I don't think a lot of our listeners know, but you run the panel quite often. Um, what is normally your panel's theme? Uh, I, I wouldn't say we have a general theme, but it's what we usually do is uh, a friend of mine and I, we look into some of the characters of Toho. Uh, for example, this this year we did Eternity, um, Hikatia, uh Sekibanki to name a few, and we talk about what they're based on. Uh, we don't usually go with a general theme. We just kind of pick random characters and talk about them for that year. Oh, so it's like it's just a random, like a random amalgamation of just characters and be like, this is what they're from. This is what they're kind of based off of. I, I think that's that is the case, but I think we end up unintentionally going with the kind of theme. We picked random ones this year, but it was mostly characters. It mostly ended up being characters from Hidden Star and Four Seasons and Subterranean Animism. There's only like two or three characters that weren't from those games that we ended up talking about. And that wasn't intentional. It just kind of ended up that way. That's uh, pretty neat. What was uh, what was really interesting is that um, you're kind of taking like a lore route to it, which I don't think a lot of people in the Toho community actually like thinks about that there's oh there's toho lore the problem with toho lore is that i find that a large amount of it has been superseded by fan lore that isn't actually in the games at all yeah i'd say that's very much the case like th to go back to me talking about uh Aki and how i looked into her character and loved her th her character in the game in the series is completely different from the, mo the most common fan interpretation of her it's like the polar opposite the fan interpretations seem to be wildly inaccurate. Oh, yeah, wildly inaccurate. There is, like... Because I kind of find myself as a... as a lore snob when it comes to games. Like, if it's not lore, I don't follow it. So, but I do find that when it comes to Toho, it seems like a lot of the fan service and the fan lore kind of superseded, like, what Zun intended. Because, I mean... I don't know. Just kind of happens to any series that gets big and popular enough. I think, yes. At some point, you just have to let it go. But at some point in Toho, it seems like 90% of the time I'm consulting Wiki on things that I should already know. 
because it's just like I'm getting fan lore and fan service mixed with actual fact. Especially when it comes to like dialogue. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Was there a question there? Well, we're, we're, we're say, what we're saying is like, do you also think that the the fan service with the fan service and dialogue, do you think it's like muddling the the grounds that is the the Lord's unsent? Uh, maybe. I, I usually don't really think about that, and it could be, but uh, if if it's in the game, it's canon, and I don't really care. All right. Cool. Uh, let's uh, let's see. We've we've got a little bit of space here. Let's cover one of the things that we actually wanted to talk about. All right. Uh, so recently, there was an album exchange that we did with one of our listeners. Um, I want to say probably a couple of years ago, we kind of put this out on on Twitter, where we had a couple of albums that were duplicates. It was slightly more than a or slightly less than two years ago. This was after uh, about August in 2017, where we had uh, duplicate albums. I bought one here uh, in the States and then I went overseas and accidentally bought the same album. So I was trying to get rid of it. Uh, I was like, well, I posted on Twitter, wanted to trade it with someone and people were like, I'll trade you for stuff that wasn't Toho music and I wasn't interested because that's what I was, that's what I wanted, like an actual trade. Uh, so that ended up actually happening a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they ended up sending over their stuff and I was going to send their stuff over but then uh, we got inundated with a bunch of shirt orders that I had to fulfill, and I to- honestly totally forgot about it, so I'll be sending it out like right after Boston. But, yeah, so so that's a thing. And because of that, we'll uh, have some new music coming up on the station soon. I would have put it in this show, but, uh, yeah, um, Zara had a bunch of stuff before that, so I'm just going to defer to next show, and I you'll, you'll hear what I've got. For, I just wait for the big events to happen, and then I dump higher loads of stuff on you. I see. Yeah. You're a little, you're a little quiet. Alright, we got it though. Yeah, um, boatloads of stuff that ends up getting backlog, backlogged for months and then eventually it ends up on the station and people are like, oh, hey, look, new stuff. The, uh, the one thing that I really want and I don't know, because you got, you said you're doing an album exchange. I wonder if we can get like I know there's probably a lots of people out there to actually want to trade music, maybe opening up like a trade channel for, through us, so people can like maybe just post, say, "Hey, I want to trade this for this." Almost like a like a toho-oriented Craigslist or something. For I, music. I was thinking more of like offer up, but instead of well, money means, exchange, it's album exchange. There's a bunch of different varieties or flavors of it, but yeah, I mean the the idea is kind of similar. It's just sort of a listing thing. Yeah. Um, the only thing with that is I don't really think a whole lot of people would be looking for that kind of thing. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, there are some forums out there, I guess, where people could do that kind of thing as it is right now. But I don't know. What do you think, Chad? What What do the people think out there? Do you have music or that you would want to trade? I think, honestly, few people probably have music. Uh, and that's why they listen to our station, right? I mean, <laughs> Anyway, we've got Float Along coming up. Uh, this is a kind of different one from the album Venus. Um, and then after that, something from Elysian. So we'll be right back in Tokyo Radio Live number 79. 
times That's where my mind is Not gonna be easy to find A reason behind it Reflectionless me has gotta know What direction my current will go So dreamers like me will croak on repeat But if I can't sing I won't even try If the purpose of life is evoked From the surface of still moving water I'm closing my eyes Second can feel like an hour I wanna be caught in a storm Then a shower Something significant Magic, magnificent, powerful Drowning in chaos It's imminent, isn't it? After a while adrenaline dies And I wonder again What's it feel like? Looking up at a blue sky Heavy rain in my heart What's tomorrow in my mind? I'm finding that everyone outside Is grasping the meaning Just out of my reach Reciting the rhymes That carry a meaning I can't bend into speech Watch an aimless society Idling by Forgotten but happy But why? Broken alone By a stagnant stream My life is but a dream Waiting for a new story
人になり変わりここだけを溜め込む降り注ぐ役に一旦踏みとどまる空気が重くなるここは見たまま流し火な立ちのたまり場突き果てることのない継ぎはぎだらけの月にたかるものもらい表裏一体の運勢に翻弄される悪夢が幸せに殺される決して話はせずまた目すらをせず一切他を寄せつけず確かな髪のカゴに少しだけ戸惑い壊されたお守りまた一人浪に興味本位寂しくなるシグナルそのように軽くなる人々の思いに担ぐは役人様とりとりこの道は歩くな流れる途中吸い付くバッドフォーシュうごめく厄災またもダークサイド残る傷はと一つでも間違えれば持ち主へ戻る最下交差していくあまたの指が絡まりだす分けておくれよ幸せになるまで渦巻く役なら人を思いに切り捨ててくれプロケメラとタブを This is Gensoki Radio Live number 79. We are broadcasting live once again from Boston, Massachusetts. We are in the Heinz Convention Center at Anime Boston 2019, joined by DMJ and Zara. But before we get into that, we've got countries and listeners because we're in the halfway point. 
Those of you physically around me can actually see what I do when I do this process. We have people from Argentina, Australia, Canada, Chile, France, Italy, Japan, Malaysia, Morocco, the Netherlands, Poland, Portugal, Russia, Singapore, South Africa, Sweden, Thailand, the UK, and the US. Listeners who are registered on the website and listening right now include Llama, A Distraction 42, Arani, Bryn, Gcube 64, Googie 2149, I hate you all, I love you too, Mr. Sketchy Edgy, Rando 68, SU Tempest, uh, Super Dragonite 2172, Valus, Wanamingo, Zass 2, Can't Find Remote, Chris 1, Ma, Option 246A, and Waffle. That's a lot of names to read off, and there's normally not that many to read. You guys are uh, on, by the way. Yeah, I know. I realized that because you had the faders down, and I just yeah, looked yeah. down when I was trying to say something. I wonder if I know who our mystery listener from Argentina is. Oh. I won't say anything, though. Okay. Well, what's really neat about doing this actually live, and I don't know if any of you, anybody on the on the listener side, I hope they don't, and I'm pretty sure through testing we filtered it out, but we got music blaring in here. Yeah, it's actually quite bassy at our feet right now, and we can we can feel it through the table. You can you can actually hear it. Let me just turn the the background stuff completely off here. You can the ambient, you know, it's there. Like if we had no background music, that's what it would be. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty neat. That's below us right now. Yeah. So, um, outside. So, how has your your con been, YouTube? Uh, well, my my my. Yeah. Oh yeah, you've my, been playing my, my my. Except I've been playing Initial D because my my lines have been full. We hyped it too hard last year. Initial D is love. Initial D is life. Is that what you're saying? I've been playing more Initial D just because the my my lines are so damn long. Now. Oh yeah, yeah, That's they true. are long. Yeah. Actually, I'm looking over there right now. It seems like they're actually pretty short. More people are over there they're, for Dance Evolution. Uh, a lot of people are just sitting in line because they're so long. <laughs> ah, got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are more people from um, there are more people from Hong Kong this year. So like, we actually have players who know how to play. It's kind of majestic, though. Yeah, my trip here was uh, something else. I got very little sleep uh, basically in day zero or Thursday before the convention, which is of course the day that we help set up everything here. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've talked about it a, a lot in other shows, but you know, part of why we're here and, and how we're able to run the setup we have here is that we help set up this what, quite frankly, you know, it's a pretty impressive setup. There's a impressive. lot of rigs, there's a lot of equipment to to get settled in okay. and stuff. So. When it comes to equipment, are we going to mention the elephant in the room that is we're staring at a computer right now that has just a GPU hanging out of it? Uh, DM, DMJ would love to talk about this. Our oh. tech support core. Okay. We could also talk about uh, you know the, the amount of power that this entire thing consumes. Oh, yeah, this whole this whole room. We're pulling 15, uh, 1,500 plus watts off two cables right now. I'm pretty sure they're melting at this point <laughs> or getting close to melting. But what's really neat, if you guys, and I don't know if anybody wants this, I will post a link in chat, but I actually got a picture of one of the rigs that we had to jerry-rig today at, uh, the other day at Con that we have running right now. Uh, essentially, the GPU blew out on it, and all we had was a, G, uh, a GTX 950, like, just left, but it's a full-size card and it won't fit in the case. So literally, we just got a PCIe riser for those who 
kind of don't know what's going on here. It's basically a cable that sticks out of a component on your motherboard. Uh, it's often used to like put your graphics card on display or whatever in a little window. Or for Bitcoin mining, if you want to have multiple GPUs running one. We don't like, talk about Bitcoin miners, though. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, but this is uh, an entirely unorthodox setup to the point where it ended up on this thread on Reddit. And it's so big. I love it. And the fact that um, it still hasn't been knocked over is astonishing. Yeah, that's actually impressive. Yeah, like I'm waiting for like day three. <laughs> He's just, got the anti-static bag down on there. It's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> I don't think it's fine. Yeah. What, what was what was the what was the comment where like it? But it's fine. It has an anti-static bag though. And then another person <laughs> replies, "It's only anti-static on the inside." Yeah, and you gotta other turn the bag inside out. Turn the bag inside out. That'll work, right? <laughs> it's so good. Uh huh. It's so good, but. Outside of that, a lot of the rigs that we're running here are actually pretty low end, which actually kind of is something I like to highlight because it, anybody can play Toho because it's such a low running game. Yeah. My, it, at least from all the way up to 12. Yeah, there, there's a, a couple machines that struggle with some of the newer ones, but most of the games, the majority of them are very playable. 6 to 12 are basically running in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> We do have actually a couple unique rigs here. We have a couple rigs running uh, PC98 emulators and running one through five. Ooh, okay. Uh, I think there's one rig over there on the end that's actually running the emulator full time. Cool. So if, I think that's pretty neat. Very nice. Yeah. So let's see. Actually, we're, we're sort of diving into some of the things on my list here without looking at the list. Uh, yeah, we're literally surrounded by games. Uh, it's available from the Toho Roadshow, just to be clear, this is their setup. We're just uh, helpers it, as well as providers of atmosphere. If you guys actually want to know about it, one of the founders is actually in chat right now, Remy. He's actually also listening to the show. Yeah. And uh, he's he's more than welcome to ask questions because they do a lot of work, uh, at least on the so if East you, Coast. So if you were listening, because I see him not having headphones on yeah. uh, to my right here, uh, he would no, actually, you know what, chat? You guys can relay the message because he is reading Discord chat. Yeah, Remy. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Anyway. So. The next 20 seconds, he's going to look over and be like, what? Yeah. You Just just ping him. Ping him. <laughs> just say, hey, look over. Jeez. We're talking about you. Okay. Well, yeah. So maybe he wants to talk. Maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. Um, other than that, though, obviously, we're just like, we're literally one corner of the arcade. The rest of the arcade this year has a bunch of. Um, I think five different VR stations, which yeah. is pretty neat. They're all running various VR games, ranging from Beat Saber to some sort of FPS that they're running over there. And it's all P it's all PS4 VR. It is not <laughs> Vive. I'm getting looks from Remy now. This is great. Yeah. Um, the uh, the other thing is like we're like one corner of the room, but we take about what one fourth. No. <laughs> nah, it, not even <laughs> one eighth. One yeah. One eighth, and, and but eighth is more is closer i think it's yeah yeah we have How one eighth one of the ninth? room because it's a toho setup but we yeah. have one ninth of the room but sure. like tokyo attack actually kind of like yeah. runs the show in this room and they kind of graciously give us this room every the, year yeah i think there's i feel like the vr folks are uh, i don't know if that's tokyo attack actually i don't know if they are but i think they're invited by tokyo attack sure yeah. they're I slowly mean, figuring out how to like 
best assemble their stations. Yeah. What's interesting is they have them in sort of the middle of the room with the... Because normally what they would do if the VR stations weren't here is they would have the uh, the cabinets and stuff aligning yeah. the walls, which they still do. So they put these stations in the middle, which works because they're, they're tents. They're kind of these self-contained areas. It is I, the general himself. Oh, no. General Coolman, also known as General Sane. Yep. Once more, we are live here. In the- we took you away your we power. Took you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have no power here. Yep. But um, they do have a lot of games here uh, that are pretty. They have, like we said, we have Mai Mai. They have U Beat. Um, they have um, Sound Voltex. They have Sound Voltex. Oh. Uh, they also have a. Uh, they also have a uh, It's it's another like East Asian only game. It's like um, it's kind of like a keyboard, but there's cameras above you as well, like, like uh, motion tracks. Like you're supposed to instead of uh, playing a piano, you're supposed to like wave. Well, what's really neat is they actually have what's it four U beat machines or five? Uh, Lunar would know that better. Uh, there are four U beat machines over there. Yeah, which is pretty insane because that game is at a premium, and I think Tokyo Attack has the a majority the, of the machines. The only time I've ever seen more than four set up in any one place was Japan. Yeah. Yep. So I think most of them Tokyo Attack has, and I've been kind of slowly learning that as we go. But sound, I've been watching people play Sound Voltex from like a corner because it's like. Because of where the tents are, there's a gap right where Sound Voltex is. Yeah, so we, we can't see most of what's on that the the opposing wall from us. But I, I have to say, Sound Voltex looks like a pretty intense game. Oh yeah, Luna, do you know where the photo shoot is? No, I don't. I don't know anything. JD apparently does. What would it? Mike him. So the photo shoot's right now, and it's at the escalators on the first floor near the like. Capital Grill. Yeah, you know the Capitol Yeah, it's always Grill. there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it things got sort of shuffled around this time because uh, we, I think originally it's normally at twelve, but the panel stuff has sort of been kind of yeah weird. I different. found that's actually something I want to ask JD. Did you pick the time slot for your for your thing, or were you just assigned that nine a.m. Friday slot? They they assign it like you cannot pick the time for your panel. They yeah. just assign it. Oh my gosh, you, that has to be rough. Is it one of the, well, I mean, actually, no, because, yeah, for a five-year uh, for Gensoki Radio, we did a panel at, at this convention. So I think, you know, tell me if they still do this, but you can sort of, like, say this is our preferred times, and you can sort of select multiple. Yeah, he's giving a nod. Yeah, yeah, you can, uh, you can kind of give your preferred time and preferences for things, but that doesn't me- always mean you'll get it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, we're going to hop into our next song here because I ran out of background music and I only have one hand free because the other is holding the microphone. Dead silence. So we've got the next song here, Fluorescence from Reconnected Anthems, and after that is something from Ultra Dance Hall. I don't think we've... Uh, yeah, we haven't played much of them, but uh, we'll come back to that. Good Soaky Radio Live number 79.
DMJ, Freezy was just here. Where did he go? Uh, he went actually down to the photo shoot because he's been trying to find his way down there and he got lost. He got lost and ended up here? Why did he think the photo shoot was here? Because he was asking where the photo shoot okay. was because security was splitting stuff and he didn't realize there's another side of the convention. Uh-huh. All right. Well, uh, so uh, the placement of this show, I think, was to make sure we didn't like interfere with dinner plans also assuming that the photo shoot would have been earlier in the day. Yeah. So that's unfortunate that it's happening now. But Yeah, it, it is kind of unfortunate, but at the same time, I feel like... I feel like this is probably the most appropriate place to place us because at least time of the time for the show because, I mean, we're right in the middle of con. We're right in the middle when people are just, you know, at home chilling. Uh-huh. We're not super late in the evening sure. while we're trying to, like, scramble for food. Yeah. All right. Well, so we got that. Oh, watch, uh, watch that. So, wait a minute. Okay. Uh, cool. Well, I would have liked to have had him here. Also, uh, we haven't seen, uh, we haven't seen Nelson at all. Where, where's he been at? I have no idea. So, he's been kind of an enigma, actually, during this convention. I've sort of passed by him a few times, but, like... Uh, he kind of is just doing what he's doing. 
Which is fine. La- last I checked, he said, my, my is love, my, my is life. Yeah. But is he over there? I don't see I him. I don't see him either. Yeah. I don't know where he went off to. Yeah. There's only certain number. There's only a certain number of people who are wearing green shirts, so. He's got his A1 shirt on. Yeah, I know. I've, I've got a... Uh, I've got a digital wing shirt, but I didn't bring it this time around. I'm actually, like, absolutely loaded to the brim with uh, Discord swag right now. I'm wearing my partner hoodie, and under that, I've got my Hype Squad shirt. And under under that, I've got my GR shirt. So it's completely just, I don't know. I was walking advertisement yesterday for <laughs> GR, and today I, I was like, it's going to be hot. I'm yeah. going to throw on my shirt for Airsoft because it's going to be so hot. Mm. So I got my I got my um, my UFS war machine for those people into airsoft. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty nice and comfy shirt. But we actually finally have General Coolman with a set of headphones. Cool. And he's Man. actually one of our supporters. Yeah, yes, he is. I just read his name early, uh, which actually you know is a good reminder because I, I actually missed this last show, and I'm sorry about that. Uh, we, w- what are supporters? We, well, we've got other supporters. Uh, General Kuman is one of them. We've also got Wanamingo, Kagura Days, Ronnie, Mr. Sketchy, HD, Kisoni, Kinoma, Nose Owner, Aza, uh, Hoang, uh, and Gaian, GCube64, and Sesmog. Uh, a couple of those are new, so that's cool. Thank you very much, everyone. And there's a bunch of other people, too, that are uh, with us. Uh, helping out support the people behind the station as just sort of creators and such. Uh, if you want to... I mean, if, if you like what you, if you like what we do, I'm sorry. I've been talking all convention. Oh, engine, I know. Like, this is just Here. the icing on the cake. I'll, I'll make it. I'll make it a little easier to you. Hey, General Coolman, why don't you say hello to your fellow supporters? Hello, my fellow supporters out there. Hello, Arani. Hello, Fanzi. Hello, Kisone. Hello, world. We're trying to take some of the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you like what we do and want to support, or if you, you know, it's, it's one of those things, I think, I think people were mentioning earlier in chat that, uh, people were mentioning earlier in chat that they wanted to, yeah, there were a few people that wanted to see, okay, you're messing with the microphone. Because his mic was muted, and I was trying to figure out why he's, he wasn't making any sound. All right. Uh, that they wanted to see us kind of do what we're doing right now in Boston and other places. And while we would love to do this, travel is expensive and there's a very special circumstance that allows us to do what we're doing here as opposed to really anywhere else and that's because we for the last i mean this is our sixth year being here we sort of have this this rep not repertoire but we we know some folks and so that helps a lot uh Uh, But also, what would help a lot is if you were a supporter like the names I just read off. So, if you're interested, uh, aside from Gensoki Radio, because you can get a shirt or a mug or a sticker or whatever from our store over there. If you want to support us as creators, it's uh, patreon.com slash lunar spotlight media. And we thank you for your consideration. But, um... I find it I find it funny how we've been here for so long because I remember back in uh, 2014 or no 2013 yeah. when uh, AWA was going on. You mm-hmm. know, this is I met Henry there. Yeah, with, like uh, like on it like completely like I, I would I would say just like in passing because he's like, hey, we're running a tournament, a 12.3 tournament, and I don't I'm out of uh, rigs. 
can you get me uh, get me laptops? And I just handed him my laptop. Yeah, see, I would have loved to have had him here, but I, I mean, if we have a photo shoot going, he's going to be at that instead. So it, I think it might it might be over because some of the some of the people are coming up. Okay. I've seen some people. That'd be cool. Uh, we could kind of catch them on the tail end here. We've got about half an hour to go. Uh, but really, the the story is like they were they were scrambling. Their their stuff wasn't working, and then of course that was the event that Zune was at. So yeah, you had to make sure it was working at basically any cost. So it came down to asking, well, uh, the you know PTR asking people for laptops and systems to get something scrambled together, and he made it work. And DMJ was just one of those people. Also, DMJ was along with Puzzle during that year to help promote our station um, through handouts. We do a different handout design every year. Except for this year, actually. This is the first year since 2012 we haven't had a new handout design. Uh, we had one person submit uh, an entry this year, and we just thought, eh, you know, I don't. I just don't think that's fair to like say, you know, you're you're the winner by default. I would have liked to have seen more participation. We usually have a pretty decent amount, so maybe we did something wrong in terms of getting it out there. But yeah, uh, we have a lot of extras and handouts from past years so that's what we have with us if you missed a year uh, you can actually come on down and and maybe grab one uh we've got this year's with us at uh, anime boston now what's really neat about coming to ab is actually seeing like every all the turnout of the community actually showing up i mean like saturdays normally are busiest night yeah and i'm looking at almost every computer right now has somebody on it yeah and that's actually one of the big pushes for why we have so many machines like 18 machines 20 machines why do you need that many it's because believe it or not most of them are full most of the time yeah and it's it's actually been exponential it's been going up since 2014 since we started coming yeah because I, because I remember it used to be pretty small. I, I was saying, I was saying the the only reason like it went from twenty back to eighteen is because of power. Yeah, because of power. Um, most because again, we're pulling fifteen watts off two cables. Right, fifteen hundred watts. Technically, right now we do have uh, at least twenty machines because we've got your laptop running the physical sound system here at our table. And then we've got mine running this broadcast. Well, I am actually surprised that the amp is not tilting us. And the amp as well. Uh, there's <laughs> like a 30-pound amp underneath this table. Yeah, providing blasting. A little, a little bit more power uh, for sound. Otherwise, it's just, um, like, what is this, like a Logitech something or other? Yeah, and it's and trust me, we have to get through the noise wall that is all the other PCs in front of us. All the PCs, all of the arcade cabinets, and it's a massive room. So sound does bounce around and get lost pretty easily. But, I mean, it's pretty nice to kind of sit here and kind of see, like, all the cosplayers coming up. Like, people yeah. discovering Toho for the first time. Yeah, or, like, because I remember uh, this morning when I opened up, there was actually somebody who goes, Oh, man, this game's awesome. Where are you going to get it? It was like, well, you're playing Mountain of Faith. I, You can't really get it easily right now. But there are other games on Steam, so yeah. it's kind of like this is our way of kind of indoctrinating more people into the fold, I guess. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, someone came up to me earlier today and asked, uh, where can I get these games? And... Unfortunately, like at the convention, your answer by default is Hendene. Yeah, it's Hendene. Uh, but there are more and more games on. Oh, hey, I see, on, I see PTR. Additionally. Hey, there is PTR. Cool. Cool. Uh, so maybe we can get him well, to, to chat a you little want me bit. Want to flag him down? Sure. <laughs> Go for it. He's he's waving his arms sporadically over to my okay. left. So I'm gonna. Um, you, you should probably talk to him a little bit to like give him, you know, tell him what we're doing. Yeah, what we're doing, and then. So, yeah. Yeah. So, hi, hi, Henry. This is a live show right now. And, oh, he's um, getting headphones? 
Yeah, we're, we're handing him the headphones so he can hear me. Hi, we're at a live show right now, and we're just accosting you. Um, <laughs> and we're going to kind of, I guess, interview? I like this was well, like so okay so for context the last time we talked to PTR on this show was live 19 yeah it was 19 60 shows ago 60 shows ago was the last time we talked to you Seriously? yes what, the, what 60 yeah yeah why have you guys not had me on there uh, more recently I don't know because like this just became routine and now we're breaking the routine by doing what we're doing now so welcome to the show all right well glad to be on here so <laughs> what can I do for you uh, kind gentlemen here if that's the right word. So what we're talking about, actually, right before you walked up, was actually how many rigs you guys actually expanded out to from when we first started getting here. Because remember, I think <laughs> when we had you on the show, we doubled, like from six to twelve, and that's where we were at the time. Are you serious? Yeah, it was well, that. It was that long ago. Well, theoretically, although this convention wouldn't really have or necessarily have any more, I could throw out twenty. That's two zero rigs onto the floor, playing full sets of games. Now, I don't actually have 20 out right now. I have 18. But the big reason for that is, number one, space. Number two, it's the quality of the rigs. And, you know, I had the snap who's uh, in the testing about a week ago uh, today when I put the video card and magically watch it say, hey, I don't want to boot the computer now. And I got all sorts of nasty, like, BIOS beeps at me. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. I actually showed uh, the Reddit post that we made for the, the GPU that's just hanging out of the computer. But there are actually a lot of really ad hoc rigs here. Like, I'm staring at one right now where you just cut the back out so you can reach the I.O. for the graphics card. And I know there's another one over there that's just held on with an L bracket, but the power supply isn't even mounted. Oh, that's not even half of it. That is uh, the one on uh, my left, which is the slightly older one. That comes from a small form factor case. Now, it is not ATX compliant. And I basically said, okay, I've got this really souped up video card from an old Bitcoin mining rig. Card's pretty good, I got this extra power supply. Um, all right, so I got a little bit of a motherboard issue. Let's fix that. So I took uh, various tool supplements, including a Dremel, a hammer, various screwdrivers, um, several very large shears, and physically cut out the dimensions. I then actually designed on a metal sheet the different plugs for an ATX motherboard design. Used the screws from another case to plug it in so it actually elevated the board off and fitted it onto the case. Now, of course, you've got your video card that is now all of a sudden in the wrong position. It's on the top of the board as opposed to the bottom because of mirror imaging. So I had to cut out a slot for the oversized video card and a way of holding it on there, which naturally leads to one of the uh, more interesting cases that I've ever put together. Uh, it took about 40 or 50 hours of work just to do that. Now, you you have all of these rigs. How often do you have to go in and actually service all of them like in bulk? Like I know you probably do it before and after a show, uh, like an event like this, but how often do you go in and do like a hardware refresh? Uh, well, whenever we have a convention coming up, typically uh, two or three weeks, sometimes four, uh, what I'll do is I'll plug in the uh, computer itself to one of my many setups that I have at my house, um, give it some internet, you know, find out what Windows updates need to happen, whatever they may be, whether it's Windows 10, Windows 7, uh, let those execute. Uh, then I update the virus scanner, which because sometimes people are just, well, idiots, jerks, whatever you want to call them, but they plug their stuff into my rigs, I need to make sure that we have antivirus protection. So number one, my rigs don't get um, diseased or whatnot or blown out. 
and then number two, so that somebody, some unlucky schmuck who possibly plugs in after someone's infected my machine, then gets that virus and then they blame me for all that lovely crap that comes back when their stuff dies. Yeah, I was actually kind of like in awe about like how little technical issues we have this time around <laughs> because I remember it was like we only had two like maybe like a handful of scares where normally it's just like oh this rig's not working or hey these controllers are not working it seems like it's super smooth this year trying to at least get peripherals working and I actually have not seen a lot because you put out the new uh, the new signs out for controllers I don't see a lot of people changing control layouts yeah, exactly. And a lot of it is uh, pre-prep, um, making sure that things run smoothly, having the um, background in in IT and whatnot. The old saying is, you know, whatever can go wrong usually does and will go wrong. So if you prepare for it as best you can, you can usually, you know, make up for whatever might happen. Now, we had a virus scanner that decided to go a little bit haywire and, you know, start deleting some of the files that we need to run the English patches. Uh, what I always have on hand is a master copy of all the files so that if something like that happens, I can turn the virus scanner off, copy over the correct files, you know, turn it back on, tell the virus scanner, hey, these are okay, and carry on. That's just one example. Uh, another example um, is just having a straight up extra rig on hand more than I need to make sure that if a rig dies or does something stupid during the middle of con, I can just plug it in and keep on going. I've actually had hard drives crash on me at cons which was an interesting situation, but that particular rig, it was one of my similar rigs. All I had to do was rip out uh, that dead hard drive and then plug in a, the brand new one I had ready to go, fired it up, I was off to the races. Well, okay, so you are you got all of this projectors, all these games up, all these games up. What games do you have available right now on all these systems? Because I know you also do have PC98 emulators and some fan games. And I just kind of want to give people the idea of the scope, like the range of games that you have that you can play here on the convention floor. Oh, sure, sure. Um, I actually keep all of the regular Toho games, six through uh, the current one, which is uh, 16. We're still waiting for Zune to come out with uh, uh, 17. 17 was announced yesterday. Well, that's news to me then. Uh, looks like I have another game to get. Um, but I keep all of the uh, games in a standard folder. So each one of the systems has a not necessarily mirrored image uh, folder for the games, but it is a, an almost identical one such that if a game fry, fries, does something funny, has an odd crash where the files are dead, what I do is I can just copy it over from the master and it's all at C colon games. It's very easy, it's nice, it's neat, it keeps things it keeps things in order. And if there are any game conflicts, because it's all the same setup, I just throw it right over. And it just generally it works very well that way. As far as beyond that, the fan games, some of the rigs are much more powerful than the others. Some of them are um, they have overclocked uh, processors, for example. Some of them have um, souped up video cards, some of them have extra RAM, some of one of them actually has like a two terabyte hard drive, which is a play above and beyond what I actually need. So what I do is I use whatever machine's got for strengths, and I then go ahead and um, put some extra fan games on that machine. So um, I know one of the hacked rigs that's got all sorts of crazy stuff uh, that's in there, uh, that one, um, we were actually playing um, Sky Arena um, last night because that one is an extra good uh, graphics card. Um, for some of the rigs that have um, some of the extra RAM. Um, I actually threw on some of these machines Overwatch, and one of the conventions actually brought me on to do both the Toho Roadshow and an Overwatch setup at the same time. I noticed that when I was actually loading some of it. I was like, oh, 
there's Overwatch. What is this? I never seen Overwatch on these <laughs> systems before. But uh, I do want to actually bring this up because I saw somebody earlier saying, "Hey, uh, can you come to Ohio?" What are actually some of the um, events you do? I know you guys are based in New England and you kind of go around there. But what are some of the events you either have been to or normally go to? Well, sure. I'll start from the beginning. Uh, it was at PortCon, Maine, in Portland, Maine. Um, you know, pictures don't live enough. Um, where my uh, I met James Wood um, in the um, market, or I should say, it was the dealer's market, dealer's room, whatever else you want to call it. PortCon has changed his name over time. But he basically saw me take up my computer and I was showing um, Toho to one of the other vendors. And it's like, hey, do you carry any of this stuff? And he immediately, I immediately get challenged. Uh, we go to the video games room, and next thing we know, I get challenged uh, to a whole bunch of other games by other people. That in turn led to the snowball effect, and now I go to, I've been to the following conventions. I've been to Otakathon, I have been to obviously Anime Boston, I've been to Katsukon, Otakon, Nekocon, uh, AWA, Anime Week in Atlanta. We were just talking about that tournament you tried to do, and you accosted my laptop. That particular tournament, it was, um, I'd only been doing the roadshow for about two or three years at that point. I knew how to, to do the basic setups. I knew how to run tournaments. I knew how to um, group people together. I knew the sort of electronics that were required. Uh, the thing was that I was without any of my stuff. I had none of my rigs. I was in Atlanta. I was way out of my element, but all of a sudden it was sort of a calling, if you will. The people that were um, supposed to be in charge of that particular event weren't there. There was no equipment. There was one staff member who very fortunately said, hey, I've got access and I can give you the okay. And everything that I did there was basically impromptu and based on the background knowledge that I've gained to do the roadshow here. Um, and that really is getting things kicked off. <laughs> well, you guys also, you said you rolled around Katsukon. Uh, you did. You said uh, Otakon is probably yeah. one of your other big one. Um, how many systems do you normally bring to the other cons versus th this one in particular, since this one's kind of like your home con? <laughs> Anime Boston is my biggest one of the year, typically, uh, because number one, um, I've known several individuals in the con for a long time. Uh, one of the main con chairs is actually a high school classmate of mine, and oh, all those many years ago, even the, even before he was one of the con chairs, he put in a good word for me saying, hey, he knows his stuff, and I got in to do it. Anime Boston is the big one. Otakon was also big. I bring in basically everything I've got uh, to those two conventions. And it really depends on the convention and what sort of space or demands they need. Uh, PortCon, I typically run about six of my own rigs for Toho. And then PortCon usually uh, uses me for um, other computing needs and whatnot for their games room. Uh, for other cons, um, it really depends on the size. Uh, KatsuCon, I had uh, 13 rigs and the 14th uh, became apparent that it was needed because I had the room to do it, so I, I threw it up there. Um, for uh, NecoCon, I had a grand total of 10 rigs because that was the, the space that I was given. I was told that's what I can do. Um, it really depends on what the con wants. Um, and since I have to communicate with the con well ahead of time, I generally know the space that I have, and they generally tell me what, uh, what they want. Uh, too many games, they only wanted seven rigs. So I'm like, okay, seven it is. And I went to too many games for that. Unfortunately, as of late, too many games has collided with PortCon, which is essentially the founder's con, if you will, of this entire idea. So I always choose PortCon over just about any convention. The only time where that would ever change is if Zoom decides to come to America, then I would go there. Well, I actually find that kind of funny because I remember 
one time Zun coming to LA and it was just like I wonder if Henry's gonna actually fly his computers across the country to try to get into AX to just throw stuff up because it was like a, two weeks prior to the to the actual event that they say hey Zun's there if I had known if I had any heads up if I had had even two weeks more heads up notice just two I would have done it uh, two weeks Logistically speaking, I mean, it, it's one thing to say that I have, you know, 18 computer setups running with the five projectors. That's one thing just to say it. One of the hardest things to do is to get it done logistically. Because you have to, you know, get all this material and hardware, number one, packed, number two, then into transportation vehicles and to get them to the spot there. Not to mention parking and unloading and all that other stuff. Logistics is a big thing. Can I mention that? You said something about your your seat or something. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, so I have a, uh, a Subaru Impreza that doesn't exactly have. It's got a good cargo room, but not quite enough. Uh, what I uh, decided to do was I ripped out my passenger seat in my car. But upon doing so, I discovered there were all these hookups. So I called my mechanic, and next thing he tells me is, "Oh yeah, if you take out the front passenger seat, you disable the airbag system." So I then said, all right, well, I really need the room to make the roadshow fit. So I ended up going to a junkyard, buying a spare airbag and actually hooking it up into the spots in my car. So I now am only consuming about the size of a bread box, you know, a loaf of bread or whatever, uh, worth of an airbag. And now I've gained all that extra space because the seat's now out. Unfortunately, the airbag looks kind of silly just hanging on to the side of my passenger seat. He does things area. that tuners do for speed, except he does it for cargo. I I actually believe that Henry is probably one of, in the top three percent of Tetris ninety nine players because the way he packs his car, <laughs> because it's insane to look at. Because it like like we're we were we've been here since Thursday. We actually helped set this up, and it is just it is a marvel on what he can fit into a tiny vehicle. Like it's, a, it's this cute little Impreza wagon. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's just a standard Super Impreza. Nothing special about it. Uh, well, it is a wagon. The standard Impreza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This standard is true. It, it, it is, yeah. in fact, it, it's it's classified as a hatchback actually. Here. Oh, there you go. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of it is um, the black cases that uh, I selected out. Uh, they were selected very specifically because they could fit for the computer monitors in there. The computer monitors were selected because I could disassemble their bases and I could, you know, disassemble their backs so that I could fit it in um, with much greater ease. Um, a lot of that it really is just looking what I have for space, looking what I have to, to set up, and it's it can be a big challenge at times, I assure you that. Um, but um, a lot of what I look for is what hardware I can get for reasonably cheap and then how I can make it work for the show, and that sort of helps me dictate what I can do for space. Well, I mean, like, you look at the turnout here tonight, and compared to other years, it seems like we've been pretty successful this time around. But I think what's, I guess what's happening is because we keep adding more computers, it looks less and less, but I actually think more people have actually cycled through this year than previous years, especially giving, giving into consideration I'm seeing a lot of repeat people. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, when I the first time that I did this here at Anime Boston, um, it was actually just after um, one of the panels. In fact, I'd actually advertised it as the con, as this was sort of the the, the breaking area, uh, the the groundbreaking. Hey, this is what I can do, and I I got special permission to set up uh, six tables at the convention. Um, after the Toho Project panel, which on that particular event uh, was on a Saturday, and. 
I ran them, I set them up. I had two protectors at the time, which was a, sort of a really lucky break. And those six computers became like the hit show in here. They were always filled for the rest of the, uh, the weekend. But it also proved that it was viable and it worked. Now, for this con and just seeing the volume, um, oh my goodness, yeah, 18 rigs. The fact that most of them are filled at any one given point in time, I, I, I sort of look over and I marvel and say, yeah, th this feels... It's a good feeling to know that what I built, people are enjoying, you know, having fun at, and it is, it's sort of a labor of love in every way, shape, and form, and that's what this is. You're eventually going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> well, here's my thought, because after seeing what you guys were doing at, at least from the start, 2013, when Zone was here, I would really actually love to see Zun's face actually seeing this here, if he were able to show up at AB and actually see like what we as a community have done with kind of his works and kind of promote his stuff because I think there's there's really no advertisement for his stuff it's self-promotion and I think you are kind of personifying the what Zun's looking for it's just word of mouth like these are games are his his projects and we just spread the word out I think you guys are probably the personification of what that looks like, especially when you see all of these rigs, like, just get it running, get it going, and we just share as many to as many people as possible. Especially now seeing more people, like, I see a lot of new people. I remember a couple a couple times I've been even seeing small children cycling through these games. Oh, yeah. Um, my personal belief is, you know, games are meant to make people happy. It's almost embedded in the word itself. And... Zune's idea of copyright and ownership and what you want to do with games. He's like, I want people to enjoy my games. And I very much adopted that philosophy of, I want people to enjoy these games, to see the smile on someone's face, to hear the, ah, when, you know, you know it's the, I just lost by that much, or, or the, the cheers of victory. That philosophy of, I want people to enjoy games, to enjoy um, what I do for a setup. If Zune were to come here um, obviously I'm gonna be it, I would drop a few more dollars and cents you know into even making this even more impressive but even more so um, if I could even you know say to a con or to anyone who's listening out there um, you know convince soon to come out I will put on you know this show not just for zoom but for everyone because Games are for everyone. Zune made these games for people to enjoy, and I think that's exactly what we should be doing. I've you know, got the stack of games at my house. I own all the CDs. They sit on my desk. Um, occasionally, I will share a picture of it to out you know, post it on the internet. But it's one of those, that idea of I've bought the games, now I'm doing what I want with them. And what I want with them is for people to enjoy them. And that's exactly what Zune wants. He wants people to enjoy the games. And here we are. I actually feel like Zun will be very impressed about how many people are actually sucking through and actually touching his works, but I think he would also be kind of in awe of your ability to become like the Toho Mad Max of building computers, because like literally, it, like I I literally am looking at a rat's nest of cables, and like I, I swear, that GPU over there is really bothering me. Like I am surprised it has not fallen over tonight. Like, or anybody spilled something on it. That's the other one. <laughs> I remember seeing a water over there earlier that what somebody was, like, putting on the table while they picked up their stuff. And then I was just like, oh, no. I'm surprised something hasn't hit the exposed fan yet. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. I haven't heard the, un the unholy sound of a finger or, like, something going into the fan yet, which is 
terrifying. Uh, believe it or not, when I look at this brass list of chords, it's actually um, organized chaos. It really, really is. Um, and everything that I have out here has a purpose and a reason. I mean, obviously the video card I keep as a backup in case something weird happened to one of the towers and whatnot. That was my backup one. Um, and for whatever reason, it was, a, it was a smaller one that it actually fried. Now, in, since it was an old Bitcoin mining uh, setup that I gathered some of the video cards for, I actually had the, you know, the cable for it. So I'm like, oh, all right. I've got the cable, I've got the extra video card, all right, well, how can we make this work at a moment's notice because, you know, to order something off a of Newegg and spend, you know, like $50 in shipping, that didn't make a point. So I tested this, I actually tested that out at home first to make sure that it actually worked, make sure the driver's installed properly, whole nine yards. So that computer, as far as it knows or tells, you can tell it's fitting perfectly in the case. Um, as far as all the wires go, um, you know, you look at the Rasness, of course, each wire has its own purpose, each one was bought in a bulk pack, whether they be the power cables, whether they be the HDMI, DVI, VGA, converters, uh, whether they be the individual power strips. Um, when you're dealing with 3000 watts, you gotta be careful uh, because you can blow circuit breakers and even more than that, you can put holes in the floor, start fires. That's a lot of power. Uh, the fact that one of my rigs is actually, you know, I should say one of the sides is running a little bit hotter than I'd like it. It's at 1600 watts. I mean, your standard household outlet is only supposed to put out like 18 to 24, and I'm running pretty dangerously close. And it's if you don't take things, you know, carefully, yeah, you can destroy stuff. Um, but yeah, all of the, the mess of cords, each one has its own purpose, and it serves it well. All right, so one thing I want to bring up before we do anything else, I actually saw this in chat. Um, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but we do have a live chat. Somebody actually said, I really want to support you. And is there any way for anybody out there who kind of want to support the road show and keep it going, maybe even throw new hardware, donate rigs, <laughs> kind of like go, go, like can go to kind of help you out? Because I know this is a very daunting task. <laughs> That's a very good question. Um, most of the time, uh, it's been actually meeting people at the cons that have you know occasionally donated uh, various materials. I actually had a very kind gentleman uh, who donated a whole bunch of extra posters to me. Um, just directly saying, hey, you know, I, I like what you're doing. I support what you're doing. I'm actually moving away, and I figured what better way than to just give you some of the materials. Um, my, uh, my sort of mantra is I don't really like accepting cash because I want to make sure that people know and see what's, you know, what's going on. But if for old hardware, particularly what, what I need right now are better video cards. The Bitcoin mining ones uh, from way back, they're still working. But some of the older ones that I didn't have from Bitcoin mining, they're definitely aging. Um, I think one of the older cards that I have in the system is a uh, GTX 460, which is now very, very old. It'll still run the games, but with something with hardware that old, you know, the newer stuff does not work on it. And I have to, you know, basically not have those programs on that rig. Um, so video cards is like the number one right now that I really could use uh, some more of. In terms of getting the hardware to me, uh, because this was founded at PortCon, Maine, and one of the locations that you know I make the number one priority, and you know the the con chair knows me, various things of that nature. If people out there really want to um, go to the PortCon, Maine site and either contact one of the admins there, you know, and say, hey, can you get a message over to me saying, hey, I've got some hardware, uh, want to help out, whatever else. That message will get to me. Um, and if anything, if it, if it gets shipped to the PortCon uh, main um, location or whatnot, uh, look up uh, Weekend Anime and Games, Westbrook, Maine. 
that location, that, that's sort of the headquarters of PortCon, Maine. Um, anything that's potentially sent there that's earmarked for me will get a notification to me uh, through the con chair up there. Um, and it's, don't send cash. I, I want to keep this sort of a cashless type thing. Um, number one, it also helps with the taxes as well. I don't want to fill out all that stuff. But if you just, you know, extra hardware, uh, whatever that may be. Um, I like any small form factor cases that are circa 2012 or newer, I can probably do or do or work with. 2012 or newer, I'm pretty sure that beige rig over there is probably 08 <laughs> or 06. Ah, you see, that's the trick. Whenever I acquire hardware, I make use of whatever I can out of it. So when I got that, ba uh, several of these base rigs, and I have more than one, um, what I would do is actually rip out the components, whatever is not good. If the case itself is an ATX form factor uh, for the hardware, then all I have to do is take out you know, the Pentium 3 450 and plug in a, an i5 with, you know, like even a Gen 3 i5 is going to be more than enough power to run the Toho games most of the time. It's the video cards that are key because they're the, they're all doing all the heavy lifting here. RAM, of course, is always useful. Um, both DDR3 and DDR4 are still running in the rigs, um, so and I can still use extra RAM in some of them. So some only, some of the rigs only have four gigs of RAM. That's sort of between the video card and the RAM. That's sort of the next uh, phase, if you will, that I'm uh, going through right now. Well, I think this is actually pretty pretty sweet. I don't know um, what. Uh, what your plans are for the rest of the day here. <laughs> um, I know we got to start wrapping up here because we're going about a little four minutes over. Yeah, we're, we're doing well. Uh, you guys are, are very charismatic. I appreciate the the, the stories and stuff. <laughs> of course. Of course, of course. It, it's, I'm happy to share my stories. I'm happy to, uh, to share what I do. Um, I get to meet another group that does exactly what I do the way I do it. Um, with the... Um, some groups have tried, Otakuthan tried it. They've done a couple of things here. But in terms of getting um, this kind of setup where it's, it's sort of homegrown, started by, you know, one guy at an anime con that asked for a little bit of floor space and to hook up a laptop and, you know, to drawing a crowd to this. Um, I don't know of any other group that's out there that does this. I would love to think of that it's certainly possible. Um, and I don't, since you said you were wrapping up and whatnot, I want to throw in a sort of a thought here. Um, your ideas, even if you're a small, you know, time person out there, can eventually make it up to the big time. Uh, Anime Boston this year um, actually catered part of this video games room to the way I set up my rigs. And the, originally, and we're talking like, you know, seven, eight, nine years ago, um, you know, 2010, absolutely nobody used projectors to display their games on a big chunk of wall or wherever else. It was always the bigger TVs, it was always, you know, the big, you know, desktop setups using, a ton, you know, space that way. Um, my use of um, wall projections has now evolved to there are multiple cons that are copying this one idea. And there was just an idea I had that I got off a of teaching where a projection screen really works to grab your, you know, your audience's attention. I mean, who wouldn't want to play on a 20 foot by 20 foot screen? I mean, it's just, you can't get there anywhere else except in convention centers. And now Anime Boston, you know, all the way down to the end of the hall here, they have adopted my idea and they actually told the video game vendor, if you have projectors, bring them. We want to use um, your projectors to project on our wall, just like the Toa Rocho does. The con has actually told me this. That's awesome. Very cool. 
All right. We are actually at time. So, yeah. So thank, thank you. Thank uh, you very much, Henry. Yeah. No problem. Not a problem. Anytime, guys. Just give me a call if you want me to come on again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all it's, right. Man, it's all right. It's been a show. Uh, that's two hours. It's really passes by pretty quick. Wow. It actually passed by real quick when we were live. Yeah. Like actually interview. sitting here. Yep. That's how it goes. So thank you, all of you out there, for listening. Luckily, uh, at least on our end, it looks like we went through an entire stream without any drops. So thanks, everyone, for listening. We did it, guys. Yeah. We and did it. Reddit. That is Gensoki Radio Live number 79. And we will see you in the next one. Till then.